be seated. Tell somebody, don't be. Come on, say, don't be a bad example in the local church. Let's go to Philippians chapter number three. A message I heard Pastor Chris preach many years ago, many, 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 many years ago. And I think I heard that scripture first from Pastor Chris. And I decided to use that today. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter number 3, verse 2. Now let me begin from verse 1 and 2. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, the Bible who says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Say, I rejoice in the Lord. If I read a thing and, and the Bible instructs you to rejoice, rejoice. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says, finally, Paul says, after everything I've written, finally, my brethren, rejoice. That's an instruction. Rejoice in the Lord. See, we are instructed by the word of God to rejoice. Praise the Lord. See, I rejoice in the Lord. It says rejoice in the Lord. Full stop. To write the same things to you, to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. So he says that writing the same thing over and over again to you, it does not worry me. It is, it is safe for you. See, Paul is saying repetition is safe for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, in, in conclusion, my brothers, all joy be yours in your union with us. He says, to repeat what I have already written does not worry me and is the safe cause for you. See, Paul says, I've written this and I want to repeat it again. Hallelujah. So, repetition is good. You are going to see that very soon. Alright, now my emphasis is on the verse 2. Beware of dogs. That's right there in the Bible. <laughs> Philippians 3 to all of you want to go <laughs> how many of you are seeing that for the first time <laughs> the bible says beware of dogs how many of us have seen that sign before and where are the dogs normally found uh, now you're going into a house and you find in front of the door beware of dogs where are the dogs they are inside the house hallelujah so if Paul is writing to the church and he's telling the church beware of dogs it means that there are dogs in the church hallelujah but you see why are they called dogs why are they called dogs now I'm, I'm teaching on 
Don't be a bad example in the local church. He says, beware of dogs. What did Jesus say about people who believe in him? What, what, what does he call them? He called them sheep. He called them lambs. So, why is Paul, in fact, let's go to Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Come on, if you're there, read it, read it. Take heed therefore unto yourself. And unto all the flock. And unto all the flock. So Paul knows that the, the Christians are called flocks. What, what, what is a flock? What, what is flock? Groups of, I mean, multitude of sheep. But here, the Philippian church says, beware of dogs. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now that means these are people who are not walking right. These are people who are not walking according to the tenets of the local church. So he wants the Philippians church that beware of dogs. Beware of people who comes amongst you as Christians who either are not or are but are not living according to the Christian life. Now, wherever there are groups of people, all right, wherever a, a, a people meet together, there is always some that are good and some that are bad. Now, as we are seated here right now, there are some of you who are good. I will not be shocked that there are some of you too, you are bad. How many of you are bad? <laughs> Nobody. Praise the Lord. But you know, wherever, in every profession, in the medical profession, you have bad nuts. In the, I mean, how many of you have gone to school before? In the class, there's, there are always students who are teachers' favorites. They don't give problem. And then there, there are always one or two students that gives problem. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> the teachers are laughing. I remember when we were in class two, we had this brother. He's called Nasiru Nuhu. I saw him recently. I mean, I was just, I was driving. He was on a motor. He saw me say, Sasu, Sasu, Sasu. When he's talking, it's like he's fighting. So I said, Nasiru, how are you? The guy was stubborn. Class two. My God. He was a national headache. This is the guy, the father can bring him to the school and beat him in the school. And instruct the teachers to beat him more. So stubborn. You, class two, we can be in the class by the time. He, he, can, he can just jump out of the window. Nasir Nu. And we had another one. His name is called Isa Mohammed. <laughs> I mean, it, it, can't, it, it can't be Christian support. <laughs> this guy, this, this Mohammed, Isa Mohammed, someone who is called Jesus Mohammed. Can you imagine? One day, I was drinking water and he threw nail. I don't know how he did it. And he just entered the on my books and everything. When I went to say it, he used a very sharp pencil, sharp and sharp, to choke me. Yeah. 
He's, he has started manifesting this thing. And the mother was stubborn. The mother, the mother would beat any woman in Jankro. We're staying, to, we're staying around the same place. So when I can, I didn't want my mother to be beaten. <laughs> but my mother realized that there was blood around. That was, that was the problem. I didn't want to say it. Because Isa told me that if I like, I should tell my mother, if my mother come, her mother will beat my mother. <laughs> so when I came, so my mom was talking, talking, and I finally told my mother. My mother said, let's go. I will beat him and beat his mother. I said, this woman. The mother is a thick, tall giant. You know, my mother went to the house. Bing, bing, bing. The woman came out. Then my mother says, your son has done this. And the woman started insulting. My mother said, do you know where I come from? Then my mother removed the the, this thing. My, my mom is a lefty. The mom was just going like that. They said, where's your son? And people came. That's how the woman became soft in Jankrum. One slap. <laughs> Hallelujah. And every meeting of teachers, they will mention Isa. Amazing, I'm told that he's going to prison for two, three, two, three times. And the younger brother so is even dead. Very, very rascal. So in every organization, nurses, don't you have them? You have nurses that you don't know how come they ended up in the profession. So everywhere there are human beings, there are those who cause troubles. Praise the name of the Lord. But you have to decide the kind of person you want to be in the assembly. Because let, let's read something. When you read Romans chapter 16, let's go to Romans chapter 16. Say, I will not be a bad example in the local church. Look at that. Verse 1. It says, I commend unto you, Phoebe, our sister, which is a servant of the church, which is at Crinkia, that you receive her in the Lord as become a saint, and that you assist her in whatsoever business she hath need of you. For she hath been a Socora of many and myself also. So if you pick somebody like Phoebe, Paul says Phoebe has been a helper in the ministry. Do you understand? Phoebe is a helper in the ministry. Now, I read somewhere, I've forgotten, but I read somewhere some years ago that Phoebe was one who was transporting letters. Because those days, when the, 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 the faith was like an abomination, you couldn't just go somewhere and be preaching. We'll see it very soon. So, so letters were given, but they were not given to men because men were suspects. Women had free entry and exit, stuff like that. And it takes a lot of courage. So Phoebe will carry the letter and be going and will be disseminating the letters from Paul. Praise the name of the Lord. Yeah. And he says he's, read the verse, verse 1. The now it says, a servant of the church which is at Crinkia. So Phoebe was in the local church that was at Crinkia. Hallelujah. So if you enter that church, and you're talking about Phoebe, you are talking about someone who is a servant inside the church. 
Do you understand? So about Phoebe, Phoebe was a servant in the church. It means that Phoebe was not just going to church. Phoebe was serving in the church. Hallelujah. So Paul talks about somebody who is serving in the church. How many of you want to be like Phoebe? Serving in the church. Hallelujah. Then he says that Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus. My helpers in Christ Jesus. My helpers in Christ Jesus. Then he says, who have for my life laid down their own necks. So Priscilla and Aquila have laid down their lives for the well-being of Paul. Praise the name of the Lord. They, they have laid down their lives so that Paul will always be good to preach. Okay to preach. Then he talks about Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Salute my well-beloved Epinetus, who is the first fruit of Achaia unto Christ. Greet Mary, who bestowed much labor on us. Did you see that? He says, greet Mary, who has worked very hard for you. Greet Adronicus and Junior, my compatriots and my fellow prisoners. They are well known to the apostles and they were in Christ before me. You see that? Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Do you see that? So Paul says, I have a friend in Christ. Oh, that's beautiful. Then he says that, greet Obanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my good friend, Stachis. Greet Apelles. The names are amazing. Who is approved in Christ? Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodion, my compatriot. Greet those in the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, laborers in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, who has worked hard in the Lord. Who has worked hard in the Lord. So in the local church, who are some of the good examples to follow? People who work hard in the Lord. Are we together in this place? So they've worked hard in the Lord. Then he says, greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who was also a mother to me. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Patrobas, Hermas, and the brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philologus and Julia, Nereus and his sister, and Olympus, and all the believers who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ greet you. Hallelujah. So you see, in the church, you can keep on reading. I mean, that chapter is known as a chapter for salutation. In the church, in the local church, there are always people that are used for good examples. There are always people who are good examples in the local church. But you see, this is a decision that you have to take. What kind of a Christian you want to be known as in the church? Praise the name of the Lord. See, as I mentioned to you, people who are, I mean, Paul talks about people who lay down their necks. People who are working hard in the church. There are some people in the church, they, are, they work hard. They go beyond their comfort to make sure that things are working. Hallelujah. And that is a decision. 
It's not by grace. There's no gift called the gift of working hard in the church. It is just a decision that you take in your life that in the local church, I will be known as one who works hard in the church. Hallelujah. Come on, praise the name of the Lord. It's a decision. It's a decision. He says they, they work hard. He talks about Priscilla and Aquila. They lay their necks down. He mentioned Trifina, Trifosa. I mentioned to you Phoebe. All this squad, people who, who gave themselves names better and good in the church. Praise the name of the Lord. But like I said, where there are people gathered, definitely you will have somebody that will not go by the rules. Hallelujah. It is natural. It is normal. In fact, if you enter into a church and you don't find anybody that is in the church that's a bad nut, you didn't enter a church. There's no church in the world that all the people inside the church will go to heaven. No. There's no single church in the world that you enter from pastor to the last member Everybody is going to heaven. No, 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 no. No, there's, I say there's not, there's no church like that in under the earth. <laughs> Hallelujah. That is why the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sold wheat. And later, tars came in. And then they said, ah, let's, they said, no, when you start removing them, you, it will affect the good ones. So let all of them grow together during the harvest. So that's what the Bible says that a, a, a judgment will begin from the house of God. Do you understand? So that yes, so that God will take his own. We have people in the church who can even come here and say, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and they never got born again. Because you see, he says you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart. And what you believe, the word believe does not just mean I believe. The word believe means to rely upon. To rely upon, to be confident about something you trust to the point that you live it out. For example, I believe that if I, I believe that I can drive. So when there is a car and I'm sitting inside, I don't panic. Do you know that you are here? You don't know how to drive. If they put you inside a car right now, you'll be panicking. If the car do like this, you say, hey, Jesus. How many of you have tried driving before and the car did like that? And aha, uh -huh, because you don't know how to drive. But you know, I am able to move a car without even stepping on the clutch. You go, and I'm just there. And I know everything is all right. Because I believe that I can drive. So, belief is to rely, is to rely upon or to have confidence in. So, if somebody truly says, I believe in Jesus, it means the person really relies on the Lord. Do you understand what it means? Uh -huh. So, that's what it means. But we can have people who can come here and make that prayer. Sometimes with, even, sometimes with tears. And they never got born again. We can lay hands on people and somebody can even be and it's not tongues. 
Do you understand? And then we can have some people, the Bible says, they came, they came out of us so that it will be made manifest that they were never part of us. So there are some people, they can come in as Christians and later, we'll see that in the Bible, and later, they'll reveal themselves. So it is not, a, no, there's no church that has 100% heaven going members. And there's no church in the world that all the members are correct. No, I want you to think about that too. There's no church. Gospel waves is part. Praise the name of the Lord. I remember when I was doing Rainers and no, I never had to settle an issue between somebody and somebody. Never. So when I went to Bible school, they were teaching on conflict resolution. I wanted to get out of the class. I'm like, it's just Christians who are not see. How can you conflict resolution? Sit two people down and try to make their head correct. I mean, no, no, no. When you teach the word, is a lie. No matter where. Listen, even heaven, where God Himself was there, there was an issue. <laughs> You, it's, it's serious. See, when you understand this and you decide that you want to be a good person in the local church, if somebody is doing something wrong, just know it's normal. How can does it? No, it's very normal. If it does not do that, it means the congregation is not balanced. So don't really criticize somebody for being bad. They help, they, you see, they actually balance the ecosystem. You know, when we're, when we when we when we when we senior high school, somebody asked the question, asked the biology teacher, we were learning about the mosquito. And then the person said, ah, so what are these, why don't they kill, like, what, what are they, they should be, and the teacher said, no, if we remove all mosquitoes from the world, the ecosystem will not be balanced. So mosquitoes have advantage. That's what then I say. Oh wow! Then I appreciate what the Bible says because the Bible says God made everything and everything was perfect, good. So mosquitoes were not supposed to give malaria. But later, when sin came in, they developed a new way of living. Praise the Lord! So all those things they balance the ecosystem. Praise the name of the Lord. See, in this world, there are some people whose marriages are working perfectly. And there are some who are married demons. In this world, there are some people who have money. And there are those who don't have money. And they will never get money. So that the, our, the, the, the financial system will be equilibrated. That's how it is. Praise the name of God. So we have schools. We have good schools. And we have bad schools. We have schools that when you go, you will pass. We have those that are just training you to fail. It's as simple as that. Do you no matter what you do, you will fail. We have those who will succeed in life. We have those who will fail in life. A balance. Imagine a world where all of us are succeeding. It won't be sweet. Nobody will be washing anybody's car. Nobody will sit at the market selling tomatoes. If we all have money, farming will become boring to everybody. So, the whole thing is, you, you understand, but you decide where you want to be put. 
Do you understand how it is? So I'm saying that to mean that in everything, there is the bad and there is the good. Do you understand what I'm talking to you about? Yeah. In heaven, there was no trouble. No trouble. One day, the devil decided, no, why is this place too calm? No, the system is not, it's not balanced. I want violence. I don't want peace. Boom. There was problem in heaven. Then I said, God told Michael, go and handle this thing. Sack all of them from here. So everywhere, that's how it is. We have good pastors, we have bad pastors. They are all good. Because if we have all good pastors, it will not be good. It will not be good. No, imagine if all pastors are teaching the truth. It will not be good. The apostles, those who even preach Christ out of their tummy, I bless God for them because at the end of the day, Christ is preached. So we have those that are going to preach because they are hungry. We have those that are going to preach because they want to preach. Do you understand? But then you decide exactly what you want to be in the church. Hallelujah. Now, Paul had to deal with all kinds of people in ministry. All kinds of people in the church. Paul had those who were fornicating and he had to correct them. Paul had those who were not fornicating but who were legal. They were, they were doing law. He had to correct them. Paul had those who were rebellious. He had to correct them. Paul had, so, in the church, you have to decide, I will not be a bad example. If they are mentioning Sammy, your name should not be used to attack. Oh, this guy. Oh, don't you know this guy? He is the one who... Then it means that you are becoming a bad example in the church. Hallelujah. Let's go to First Timothy. Let me read a couple of them to you. Then I can start preaching. <laughs> I can start preaching the word. I love to preach the word. Do you like the word of God? Let's go to 2 Timothy. Chapter number 4. He says, Alexander, verse 14, Alexander the coppersmith did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will repay him in keeping with his deeds. Now, this, this, this is the apostle of grace. Uh, praise the name of Now, all of you read that. One, two, go. Mm-hmm. Now the English, the easy English is Alexander, the man who makes things from metal, caused a lot of trouble for me. The Lord will punish him because of the wrong things that he did. Now so in the ministry of Paul, Paul had to deal with somebody who is called Alexander the coppersmith. Now there are various school of thought about this Alexander. Some say he was not born again, some say he's born again, but I side with the school of thought that Alexander was part of the church. 
Because you want you read Acts chapter 19, somewhere 32, 33. Go there. Let's, let's go there. Let me try to give you a little bit of background. Acts 19, 30-something. Now, you remember when Paul in Ephesus had issues. Had issues casting out demons and healing the sick and all of that. And then the God, the, the, the God they were worshipping, the worship was coming down. So when you read verse from, let's read from 24. For a man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought a great deal of business to the craftsmen. He gathered these together along with the workmen in similar trade and said, men, you know that our prosperity comes from this business. And you see and hear that this Paul has persuaded and turned away a large crowd. Not only in Ephesus, but in practically all of the province of Asia. Ay, this man called Paul. I will not talk about this to you. By saying that gods made by hands are not gods at all. There is danger not only that this business of ours will come into disrepute. But also that the temple of that great goddess, Artemis, will be regarded as nothing. And she whom all the province of Asia and the world worship will suffer the loss of her greatness. He's trying to protect the goddess. The city was filled with apparel and the crowd rushed to the theater together, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus. You remember he mentioned the name of Aristarchus. The Macedonians who were Paul's traveling companions. But when Paul wanted to enter the public assembly, the disciples would not let him. Even some of the provincial authorities who were his friends sent a message to him, urging him not to venture into the theater. So then some were shouting one thing, some another, for the assembly was in confusion and most of them did not know why they had met together. <laughs> So they had the shout and they also, they were, hey, we will not. So those people too, they are, today too, they are, they, are, they are here. When something happens, they don't want to hear. They are just shouting because everybody is shouting. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of the crowd concluded that, some of them concluded it was about Alexander because the Jews had pushed him to the front. Alexander gesturing with his hand was wanting to make a defense before the public assembly but when they recognized that he was a Jew they all shouted in unison great is Artemis of Ephesians for about two hours they don't know what they're talking about but great now so they brought out Alexander who was in the city and was a Jew so that he would be able to calm the city people down out together and he was known to be wealthy. Do you understand? Now so he one way or the other is believed that he opened up for the gospel. He opened up, he gave an opening for the gospel. He gave an opening for the gospel so 
he is with Paul and he's with the city. Let's take, for example, like there's an issue in this church with regards to this town. And then there is somebody in this church who is like, who is like um, an official of the town or who has money. I mean, I will not have to go and be talking. So the person will go, the person will try to make peace between the, the church and the community. And why is he going to make peace between the church and the community? Because he has something to do with the church and he has something to do with the community. So he's trying to bring them together. So this is the Alexander. Praise the Lord. This is the Alexander that Paul says that this Alexander who was actually supposed to stand in for us, who opened up for the gospel, to the gospel, ended up doing me much harm. Did you see that? So, this Alexander, of course, should be in the church in Ephesus. Because, you see, let's, let's, let's go to 1 Timothy. Are you learning something? Chapter 2, I'm sorry, verse um, chapter 1. He says, I put, verse 18, I put this charge before you, Timothy, my child, in keeping with the prophecies once spoken about you, in order that with such encouragement you may fight the good fight. To do this, you must hold firmly to faith and a good conscience, your mind has to be clear, which some have rejected. So some have rejected the faith and some have rejected good conscience. Alright? When they do things, they don't think about, they don't think, their, their conscience is dead. Now, and they say some have also rejected the faith. Alright? Then he says, which some have rejected and have suffered shipwreck in regard to the faith. So, they the shipwreck actually means when a ship is wrecked, when you lose the balance of a ship and the ship gets accidents, you get like out of control. So these are folks now whose faith, whose convictions, whose persuasions cannot be tamed in immorality, in all kinds of things. All right? Now, let's continue. Then he says, among these are Himanios and Alexander. You see that? Whom I have handed over to Satan to be taught not to blaspheme. Now, and all this Paul is writing to Timothy, who is in Ephesus. Do you understand that? So it means this brother or this ex-brother Alexander was somebody who was in the church. Now, we have two things about him. Number one, Paul says that he did me much evil. Number two, he says he's done what? He's blasphemed. And what does it mean that he has blasphemed? He has left the faith. What was the faith? He has left the traditions that were given to him by the apostles. 
He has left the gospel. He no more holds the teachings of the gospel. I will show you another scripture. Alright? So they've left, Paul didn't say they've lost their salvation. He says they've lost, they left the faith. Alexander and Himaneus, they blasphemed. It means they now began teaching things that were not taught in the scriptures. They began to teach things that were not the gospel. Praise the Lord. Come on, hallelujah. Now, so when that rebellious happened, then Paul says, it so happened they started doing, or he started doing him much evil. So let me give you the picture. The picture was that the brother was in church. Or he opened up to the gospel, very wealthy, very rich, opened up, and then the gospel came. He came to church. And then when he came to church, then he opened up for revelation. Revealed. Higher dimensional revelations. And then these revelations were against the tenets of the faith. Do you understand? So the person is teaching things in the church. And the pastor comes, apostle comes and says, no, no, no. We don't teach these things. We don't teach these things here. Okay, let's, 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 let me show you another one so that we can, we can be very clear on that. You want to be clear on it, right? I have a lot of things to share with you. Okay. Let's go to... Second Timothy again. Uh, chapter number two. If you are there, say I'm there. If you are not there, say wait for me. Something that was taught. Let's go to all of you read from verse 16 about this thing. Let's go to 16. Uh huh. One, two, go. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Of whom is Himaneus and who? Philetus. Alright? Himaneus and Philetus. Now, the one that we read, Himaneus, the same Himaneus was mentioned with who? Alexander. So it means that we are talking about Alexander, we are talking about Himaneus, we are talking about Philetus. So three squad in the church. Do you understand? Three squad in the church. Then continue. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then they overthrow the faith of some. It means that they wreck the faith of other people. So other people tend to follow them. By their so-called new revelation, 
they, they put a lot of people, they put some of the people from the church to follow them. Praise the name of the Lord. Then Paul says, I have continued the reading. Paul says what? The foundation of God, you. So in the church that was in Ephesus, Paul had to deal with a certain kind of Christians. Himanios, Philetus, and Alexander. Do you agree? And what, 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 what did they do? They said that the resurrection is past. What they were trying to say is that we will no more be resurrected. Christ has come already. And you see, the teaching of the resurrection was one of the strong teachings that kept the church in order because the Paul, Paul would teach them watch and pray. When Paul talks about watch and pray, he's not talking about vigil. He's not talking about all night, like how people have taught it. Watch and pray means that be vigilant. All right? Be awaiting, be in readiness to meet the Lord as you pray. So it means that the resurrection conscientizes the Christians to always know that my master is coming. I'm going to live right. My master is coming. I'm, I'm not going to be worldly. My master is coming. I will not be carnal. My master is coming. All that matters to me is the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. But the moment they talked that the resurrection had passed, it means that Jesus is not coming again. If Jesus is not coming again, why are you living holy? If Jesus is not coming again, why don't you just find somebody and sleep with? If Jesus is not coming again, why don't you go out there and drink? If Jesus is not coming again, let's do what we want to do. Hey, glory. It's grace all over here. And Paul says, no, the resurrection has not passed. And they say, the resurrection has passed. The resurrection has not passed. See, the resurrection has passed. So, they opened up in the church Philetus, Alexander, and who again? Himanios. So they all received the gospel. Then a new wave of doctrine came. That's where it started. Then Alexander was the ringleader. Or Himanios was the ringleader. Alexander was very rich, so he would be the ringleader. So he became the ringleader. I said, the resurrection is past. You see, actually, from the Greek. He was teaching from the Greek. And he was teaching things that Paul was not teaching. Then he got some people to follow. Do you understand that? And the people were following. We are with you, Alexander. Don't worry, we are with you, Alexander. No problem. Then, when Paul gave the correction, what happened? They withstood him. Now, after they withstood him, then they machinated and planned evil against him. So that's why Paul says that Alexander called, he gave me great troubles. Do, do you understand what I'm talking about? He said he gave me great troubles. I said, may God, may God punish him. <laughs> Anytime I read that, I laugh because Paul, the apostle of grace. Praise the Lord. So don't be a bad example in the local church. Don't go and catch revelation. Then begin to teach things that your pastor has not taught. That's what we are dealing with here. Hallelujah. And trust me, you can't even teach that here. Who is going to give you that microphone? You understand that? What 
you have been taught. So Paul constantly will tell Timothy, the things you have heard of me, the same commit to faithful hands. People who are in local churches, small thing, they catch a new revelation, a new doctrine. Your pastor has not preached. You went to hear somebody on the internet. And then you now come to church. Then you are saying, man of God, man of God, man of God is not getting deep. Alexander. Philetus. Himaneus. So Paul dealt with that 2,000 years ago. Paul had people like that. They caught revelation. The resurrection is past. And you see, those people are always intelligent and smart. The devil was very smart. Very smart. The Bible says he was able, God's angels, he was able to carry one third. Or chastromo three woman. With a new doctrine. They became fight. God just stayed on the throne. Say, Michael, just clear this mess. Do you understand that? So, in not being a bad example, what is one? What was the first example? The first bad example is that don't catch revelation. You see, this world we are not taking it anywhere. Don't be, don't, don't be serious. Don't be eager to get new teaching, new revelation. I know some people who are trying to teach deep things, Christocentricity, and they've ended up teaching nonsense. Teaching nonsense. At first, we are teaching Christ. Christ only. Now, they've removed Christ. Revelation. Let me tell you what. Anything that the apostles didn't teach. Anything the apostles didn't teach. When you teach it, it's extreme. It's as simple as that. That is why they are called the early apostles. They are the foundation of I don't know if, what, I'm, what I'm seriously teaching, if you understand. All these serious things I'm telling you. The early apostles are the foundational apostles for our doctrines. I know what I'm saying is going over a lot of heads. But what I'm telling you is very serious. Look at what is happening now. Somebody says, I am having an angel. Another person says, I have an angel called Azuka. Another person says, Oh, both of them didn't hear your money. Your friend is saying, Such, 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 such stupidity. And you have Christians who follow such rubbish. They caught a revelation of an angel somewhere. And now the angel says, When you are walking, don't wear slippers. And now the angel says, when you are preaching, I'll come upon you. Then I'll, you go like that. Trying to get something that high sounding nonsense. When you are walking, don't look back. When you are sleeping, don't sleep like that. When you are, and Christians are running after these things. You know Why? The Bible says at the end of the, the last days, people will have itchy ears. One of them was teaching how to bath. Ajagradi was teaching how to bath. 
a particular bucket you have to use, a particular color of sponge you have to use, a particular way you have to use the soap and this thing, a particular way. I mean, such rubbish. Do, do you understand? And all these people claim to have met God. And somebody will come and give testimony. Somebody will come and give testimony. Or they will even concoct testimony. Then you have Christians who are like, can I try this thing and forget about this thing? Man of God is there talking about Christ and power and Holy Ghost. This thing is not about Christ though. And you know what they do? When they begin to talk, then they will begin to tell you that. Tinaho. Say, Oko Pentecost. Pentecost. Also for new home. They will discredit your pastors, your leaders, your churches to make you feel like they know what they are talking about. So you get away, you get away from a church like Pentecost and then you attend a Jagraja. How foolish can you be? You leave a church like gospel waves. Then you say you want to become what? I mean, you, 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 you're crazy, baby. You're crazy. And there are Christians who cannot sleep without bathing salt. They can't sleep without smearing oil. They can't sleep without using some incense. They can't sleep without smelling something. They can't sleep without using some herbs. There are Christians, they have all kinds of herbs in their room. They are bathing with some. Some are under their pillows. Some are, I mean, you, you going, you're going crazy, baby. And so this particular leaves, they suck evil spirits. So pastors who are supposed to teach the word of God have become herbalists. And you see Christians, they have this time here. I mean, what's your problem? All in the name of spiritual protection. At first, they told us to be bathing and chewing the rocky, the rocky salt. And you don't know that bath salt takes water, right? And you'll be bathing and your body will be dehydrated. you have a pale skin. Science. Science. So you use a lot of a lot of a lot of salt on your body, you're destroying your skin. And when you have a lot of salt going into your eye, you're destroying your eye. My brother said he was at the hospital one day and they brought this patient who came and had the man who does yes moja sticker on the tummy and the person was at the point of death. Meaning when he was sick, instead of going to the hospital, he has a sticker place on the tummy. And now he's at the point of death. And guess what? He died. He died. Think about it. I mean, I'm told that a brother is dead from this church. It was a soul we won um, when? July. And this boy is sick. And the parents are taking him to shrine. A young boy is sick. And they took the boy to a shrine. And the last time they went to visit, they saw a, a fetish priest or priestess there. 
Some parents have, they have to be shot dead. Such wickedness. You get somebody very stupid to come and tell you where your hospital are you and whom we are. You can't be more stupid than that. You see, so all these kinds of things, when people bring African tradition religion in the church, thinking that is called Christianity. Think about it. Right now, you, you don't see things over. There are some people they can't pray. There are some ladies they can't pray. And if they don't have a scarf, they will just quickly look for a handkerchief like that. <laughs> what kind of nonsense is that? Have you seen all those Christians who are, I mean, singers and gospel, whatever, all those people you call your gospel singers and gospel musicians and stuff like that? They are singing and they have all this, this Jewish prayer saw or something on them. You're going crazy, man. You're going crazy. And they have it there. And you go to Atimota Forest and you see these young guys. Everybody's having this hot weather. Mantle. But the anointing which you have received abides in you. Glory to God. My anointing is not in a soul. It abides in me. I'm full of the Holy Ghost, man. It's not in a bottle. It's not in a cream. It lives in me. Glory, it lives in me. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you. I know what I carry. I possess the greater one. He lives in me. He dwells in me. He says, and he shall dwell in them. And he will walk in them. Glory to God. I know what lives in me. I know what abides in me. I got the Holy Ghost in me. I am anointed. Glory to God. Sit down for a minute. Didn't you read Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27? He says, and the yoke, the yoke shall be broken. It shall be destroyed because of the anointing. I cannot be yoked. You can't put a curse on me. You can't put sicknesses on me. Alamonomoshabaya. See, now let me teach what I have to teach, man. See, that scripture. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Don't think about. No, that's not what the Bible is talking about. He says, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the fatness. So the anointing that, that is there. The anointing that is there. It's not. He says, a time is going to come. I will make you too big. Too big. So the anointing of God in our lives means that we are too big to be yoked. There is no chain that is long enough to be able to bind me. Malagados Tabahaya. Glory to God. When you shout and you say, I'm anointed, 
you are saying I am fattened I have become big glory to God family curses don't work on me national curses don't work on me glory to God sit down sit down let's try to let's try to wet this thing out man you don't take your eyes off Christ and put it in something let me shock you don't even put your faith in your pastor I don't live inside you the Bible says Christ in you my God Woo, hallelujah the Bible says in him are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge hallelujah in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead but do you know what we carry you're moving around with a bottle a, bo- a bottle of oil you got some in your back you got some in your car you got some in your bedroom you got some in your bathroom red oil green oil say I refuse to fear so they put you know before those charlatans can enslave you they first of all put fear in you they first of all make you feel somebody's about to kill you the family you are coming in from is bad and somebody wants to God open my eyes right now and I saw they are locking your, your, your destiny and your destiny is being locked and all, they say all those things so always you'll be at the beck and call of the pastor he can call you I, have a, I had a revelation about you 5,000 Ghana and you'll be running to find the money because you don't want to die no no, 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 it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. My God, I got mine, baby. I got mine. I got mine. I got the spirit of God on me. Woo, hallelujah. Come on, shall glory. Sit down for two minutes, man. So these brothers brought in wild revelations. Wild ones. Don't, don't be bringing wild revelation in this chair. Nobody will hear. We don't have time for that. This church is Christ and Christ only. I just have to be changing the topics. It's Christ, 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 Holy Ghost, Christ, Christ, Holy Ghost, God, Christ, Christ. Simple. You see, when you go too far away from what the apostles preach, you preach nonsense. You preach nonsense. When you begin to preach things that the apostles did not emphasize on, the emphasis of the apostles were very simple. Jesus died of which we are witnesses. He was buried and was raised from the dead of which we are witnesses. And he gave us his spirit to preach. That's that. Nothing, nothing. All this nonsense. People are out there preaching in the name of grace. It's just rubbish. Praise the name of the Lord. It's very simple. The apostles took nations just with one message. There's a Jesus who died. You believe in him, you are saved. And there's a Holy Ghost. You believe in him no matter what you are suffering from. We lay hands on you, you are free. Just close. Away from all this wild... Something. So 
so, so these brothers were looking for wild revelations. See, some of you, some of you like you like reading Bible, you like revelations like that. When you're reading Bible, you are trying to let the Bible speak something that is not speaking. Let me tell you, my best times of preaching is when I'm talking about Jesus. It's not when I'm, I mean, no, no, no. No, no. I mean, there's some revelations when you are done, nobody will even remember. Whilst you are preaching, the people will just stand up like that. The moment they are done, two days later, ask them, the last conference, what did you receive? They can't know. But right, but, but right now, right now, the moment I shout according to the scriptures, you see, it was a serious among summit. According, according to the scriptures, Jesus died. That, that was 2018. Some of you were not born. Jesus died. He was buried. And he was raised back again according to the scriptures. Our revelation is this. Glory to God. That's, that's the revelation. Don't be listening to all kinds of things. See, let me tell you, there are some messages they call grace, grace or Christocentric messages. They are not necessary. They are not necessary. They are not necessary. Some of the messages, they end up making you prayerless. They are not necessary. Praise the name of the Lord. They are not necessary. If you can hear Jesus died, he was raised, and he, he lives forever, and he has given us Holy Ghost. That's fullness of grace. Praise the name of the Lord. So don't be like Himaneos. Don't be having itchy ears. Philetus and Alessa, don't be having those kind of things. Praise the name of the Lord. You hear there's a new preacher. He preaches grace. You see, when we got born again, when I got when I got born again, I was introduced to Pastor Chris. So he me. Oh my God, mama, mama! But I got to know that people who got born again before me were open to Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. But he was not my time. I didn't. Born, I was not born again at this time. I was teaching about prayer. Amen. Amen. And people were celebrating it. Very powerful man of God. I love him. The pastor Chris came. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. And everybody was watching Pastor Chris. That was when I got born again. From that time till now, I have not moved. I have not moved. After Pastor Chris, Joseph Prince came. And everybody started preaching grace. After Joseph Prince came, then Joshua Selman came. Everybody is preaching portals, dimensions, and what have you. After Joshua Selman came, then Orokpo, Orokpo and Arome came. Everybody has been Oroporized and Aromized. With your fellow Sunday, everybody, every, when, when everybody wants to charge. Or them, and then the chanting started coming. The chanting. Yeah. 
What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Then if I don't pray, Satan will make mess of me. If Jesus can pray, if Babalola, if what's the name? If Babalola can pray, if as a Christ can pray, who am I not to pray? If Bishop Ayaripo can pray, the level of ignorance in the body of Christ. It's not the men that are the problem. It's the people. They are not built in the word. So now, if, if, you, if, if, if I stand here and I go, Thank you, Father. This pastor, I, I'm not fired. You know, you know, he's not a man of fire. <laughs> man of fire. Man of grace. You know, everybody, I mean, I was told people were literally praying and preaching like archbishops. You understand? The power is not in that. The power is in your faith in Christ Jesus. That's where the power is. Whether it is, no, 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 or it is Rako Stabarabaya. If there is faith in Christ Jesus, it's going to get the work done. You don't need to start walking like this. See, I, I walk like a mantle. I, I'm, I'm a living mantle. What, what, what's wrong with you? One day I went to Achimota Forest to pray. And a guy was walking. The guy was praying around the path. Around the, this thing. I said, hey, let me. Let me see. These are the men of God. Hey, what are you looking for? Right now, it's Dr. Abel Damina. Yeah. All the grace people. Everybody has started preaching nonsense. Some people don't even understand what a man is teaching. They just, they just want to go and shout. You, you see, we read that. When they heard a shout, they also joined. They also go, God did not tell Noah to build an ark. Now you go and you ask Dr. Damina, explain. And he will sit you down for six hours on that statement. You are sitting somewhere in Bubuashi. Watching a two-minute video. 
Then you also come and say, God did not tell Noah to build the ark. You saw the reason why? Jesus did not ascend into heaven. You say he ascended into where? And a young boy will carry it. Jesus did not ascend into heaven. Chama, Chama. The Lord Jesus Christ ascended into heaven. That's what the Bible tells me. I don't need no revelation. I, I will hammer on the things the apostle said. That's simple. He, didn't, he, he ascended into heaven. Because the Bible says Christ in you. That's very simple. That's very simple. The Bible says this is how we know that God and Christ live in us by his spirit. So when the Bible says Christ in you, he doesn't say Jesus is inside you. Jesus went to heaven. Christ, who is Christ, the Holy Ghost is in me. Simple. There's no stress in this thing. No stress. I mean, I mean and the Bible says when, it says that when the eye of Stephen got open when he was being stoned, he saw Jesus standing at the right hand of God. That was after the ascension. So he ascended. The tradition is that Jesus died. He was buried. He was raised. He ascended. It's as simple as that. That's a tradition. And Paul spoke about it. Paul says that keep the tradition which has been handed over to you. There are some revelations. Even if I get to know they are true, I'll never preach it. It's not a tradition. There are some things we believe that we think is wrong. It doesn't cause any harm. That's, listen, at the face of Jesus, we meet naked truth. There's never a way we will ever come to naked truth. When we meet him, he, that's why it's called the truth. We are answered. We are answered. Don't worry your head. Are you understand? I didn't say don't learn. Don't worry your head. When you begin to, you see, most of the people who teach these things, not, not, not the men of God, I mean, Dr. Abel Damien is a mighty, glorious, wonderful man of God. Do you understand? But the boys who teach all these things, they don't understand from the man. Most of them don't have cells. They have not even started cells before. They don't know how ministry is. Praise the name of the Lord. So don't be, don't be, don't be like Alexander the coppersmith in the church. Don't be like Philetus, Himanios. Every day you are hearing words, doctrines of, he said, these things, it was the Holy Ghost who taught me. Get away with the Holy Ghost. I was there, the Holy Ghost told me that. I, I, the Holy Ghost gave me this doctrine. Very soon, you will receive nonsense. From that same Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So that, this is about this guy. Let's look at another example. How do you see the man of God's message? It's like, it's not deep. You know, there's a deeper. My, my brother, my brother, take your deeper. Let's just take your deeper. Rehearse the same things that you hear. 
Rehearse the, it's, like, it's like we give you a cell. We group the church into a cell, so handle a cell. Then you are teaching a cell something else. I tell you this week, all of you this month, go and teach on this. Then you go there and you are adding things. What's wrong with you? I mean, what, what do you want to teach? Like, what, 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 oh my God. What at all are you looking for? You begin to go deeper. Uh, you know, as, as the man of God was teaching, the Lord was actually telling me something. God was telling you something whilst I'm teaching. It means that what I was telling you, you were not hearing. There are some stupid statements. Don't make them. I can't be teaching you the word and Holy Ghost is telling you something else. Now, who is teaching this word to you? And, and the, 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 the Lord. Ah! Bra Peter. Bra Peter. Very steady. No. Open your heart. Receive the words. You see, when you read, ah, come, come, come. Second Peter 1 8. Or oh, one something. Before we go to the, this one, I'm not closing now, so don't worry. Let's go to First Peter, there about. Say, my heart is open. Say, my heart is open. Hallelujah. He says, wherefore? I said, what? 121. Wherefore, James 121, sorry. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. Don't be naughty in the house of God. And receive with humility the engrafted word. When the word of God comes in, receive it with meekness. The word of God is coming. You are thinking about the higher revelation of what is coming to you. You go mad. You are the people who get mad in the house of God. Because always you want something fresh. How can you be inside a church? And then you got a revelation. An angel came to you. And then the angel is telling you things you are not taught from the word of God. And the angel tells you that these are fresh revelations. You have to go and teach them. There are things that even good angels, they cannot come to me and tell me that I should teach. I will never teach. The moment you are angel, you even bring a doctrine. I will not accept it. No, no, no. Doctrines are brought by the Spirit of God. And the Holy Ghost is not coming. He will not give you. No, no, no. The Holy Ghost doesn't do those things. So Paul said, even we, if we or an angel comes to teach different things that you have heard, I curse him in the name of Jesus. That's what he said. He placed double curse. Then you are hearing angels. You are saying, wow, wow. Say, what's that? It's, a, it's an angel. Keep quiet, keep quiet. An angel is talking. Mm. First Corinthians chapter number five. All right. Verse, um, chapter five, verse one. One to go. Oh, come on. One to go. So, they're in the church. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Another bad example are people who are known for immoral, sexual immorality. There are people in the church, unless they don't see a new girl enter the church. They just start becoming friends. Then they are talking. Then finally, they will propose. One lady came to show me a message. This one, I saw it with my very eye. It's not any eye that I saw that came to tell me. A very serious eye, my own eye. A brother in the church said, the Lord has revealed to me in this church. It's not any church. This church. And the lady came to show the message to me. Hey, all, <laughs> all the ladies in this church, I want to tell you, in every church, there are foolish people inside. So don't say, oh, this church is not a good church. No, in every church, there are foolish people inside. They do that to fulfill, like I told you, they balance the ecosystem. And, inside, and in fact, inside the church, it's not, the church is not full of perfect people. There are people who have the spirit of sex lost inside the church. So if you come and somebody tells you that God has revealed anything, say, I'm going to tell the man of God. Don't allow anybody to tell you God says. God is innocent. The person can even come and the person, the person is behaving like God. God has not said anything. Please. The, woman is, the person can say, God says, please, have you informed the man of God? How can God tell you something? So go and inform the man of God. My people, listen. Ladies, if anybody has started telling you, I feel like the first time I saw you, I, I saw a great ministry in you. Know that they are foolish people. The day I saw you, I was looking and, and the spirit of God dropped in my heart. He dropped nothing. You see, charismatic children, that's how you are. Everything you give to the Holy Ghost. The man is innocent. Yes, so they, he, put, he has not put anything in your heart. And then, and then, and then you see, those of you, if you're a lady, and there's this brother in the church who is constantly sending you books to read. It's a dangerous brother. It's a dangerous brother. Any brother that gives you books to read, he's a dangerous brother. <laughs> I'm not joking here. Now one day, I will line some people here. And I'll say, behold, the Edramite foe of this church. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's right. <laughs> Don't let anybody. Hey, if you have books, go and read them. Leave me alone. Get away. Say, eh, you have to, you know, when you learn, stupid boy, I will not learn. Leave there. Go away with your foolishness. 
What is this? Keys to successful marriage. Model marriage. By Bishop Dad. You, you are sending all of this to one person to read. So that the person will know that like you are. If you are a lady and you do lose God. And somebody chews you. It's a free chewing. Why are you free? Because you see, God still loves the person. Like I always tell you, if a guy has not gone to your mother and your father to go and pay your bride price and you open your legs for that brother, you are a prostitute. I'm telling you. I know you don't like it, but I'll tell you. Man of God, I've done that before. Today is a new day. Close your leg. Put plaster on your thing. And wait for your own husband. Because a lot of the boyfriends you have today, I assure you in the name of the Lord, they will not marry you. So if they eat you, they've eaten, they've eaten you for free. <laughs> They've eating you for free. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's serious. Wow. If you open your legs, they will chop. If they chop, you are done. I don't understand why somebody has not married you. And you open your legs for the person to have sex with you. If you are here and you are having sex with anybody you call your husband, you are sinning. Anybody you call your boyfriend, sorry, you are sinning. If the person say, I will mar- don't worry, just open it. It's just your leg. Open it. I will marry you. It's not true. Because you see, see, the only thing that makes guys want to marry, the one, one great thing is sex. I know a lot of people here, they are spiritual. We marry for purpose. We, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's not purpose. Like we, it's a kingdom. Or, or, or Rockwa was teaching that we don't marry, we marry for kingdom. He got married not three years. Three years didn't come. He has given birth. He was not, he was not praying with the wife. Every man marries because of sex. It is first sex. Before every other thing. So, so, that which makes a man want to marry you, if you go and you give it to the person for free, then you tell the person, Charlie, relax with the marriage. So, somebody can give it the person. Three, four. Then the, the person does not see why. Because if the person open your leg, you open your leg. The person says, if you don't open your leg, I will not marry you. You say, foolish boy. If you don't marry me, go. Or person will be me. If you have op- if you are opening your legs, go let all this thing come inside the recording. Because some people will listen to it. If all this thing, don't allow anybody to see your nakedness. If the person has not married you. Now to the sisters. Leave the brothers alone. Leave the brothers alone. Stop all this rubbish crashing. 
See, bad examples in the church. There are sisters on you don't be tall. The moment you are tall, you are the aspect, even if you don't have a head. The person is tall, dark, a little bit of handsomeness. The person will begin to die. Get, get morning. Your mouth like yesterday. Your mouth like yesterday. Do you know what I'm talking about? Leave the men alone. Leave the young men alone. Can I come and visit you to do what? What are you going to visit for? Oh, I just have something. I want you to come and visit me. Why? Are you married that Holy Ghost has to come and visit? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Every day. Praise the name of the Lord. No, 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 no. Leave these young men alone. Let them look at what God has for them. Then you are texting. Hello, hi, honey, baby, sugar. Yam, you are a <laughs> you are a bad example in the local church because you see we can't use you for faith. We can't use it for someone who is winning souls. We can't all that we can use you for is oh girl we're hard to do. When you do that, eh, they see see a man that does not like you. Let me tell you the difference between men and women. When a woman does not like you. When you force, you buy her gifts, you show her attention, and all of that. If the woman is not strong, man, and few women are very strong, women like to have attention, you know, and all of that. And the guy, the, the same lady that says, Oh, he's not a nice guy, will now be telling the friends, He's not really bad like that. It means the person say, But when a guy doesn't like you, a guy can sleep with you and still not love you. A guy can sleep with you and say, baby, baby, you are so sweet. Oh, baby, baby, baby. Oh, baby, you are taking me to the moon. You are taking me to the moon. Oh, boy, oh, that's a season of your moon. It's a lie. Man of great, man of fire. It's a lie. If a guy does not like a lady, come and cook. Come and buy iron. Come and buy play. A guy does not like you, does not like you. Nothing can change his mind. The guy can actually sleep with you and still not marry you. <laughs> it's serious. That's why, ladies, you have to be careful. Don't crash. See, it is very safe for a lady to marry somebody who loves her more than she loves him. Yeah. So, if you're a lady you want to marry, marry someone who is crazy about. I'm not saying somebody who comes and have sex with you. Someone who is crazy about. Someone who respects you, who values you. It's not someone who can say, I have a revelation. After the revelation, two days, come and visit me. It's a rubbish revelation. You think I don't know? It's amazing, it's amazing how... See, see. Don't take me for granted. I'm telling you. Except I don't... And I say this not to bluff. I say that in the name of the Lord. Except I don't want to know. My instincts are wild. Very wild. 
very wild. I'm telling you. One thing you can never take from me is my perceptions. That one, God gave it to me. When I walk with a human being and something is wrong about the person, I'm able to know. I can't be able to tell the specific thing, but I know that mm, this person, I can call you at the point where you're about to kill yourself. Me. I can just call you. The call can just come in. At that point, you want to die. Then I'll just ask you, what do you want to do to yourself? It's not, it's not a joke. Don't, don't, no. Me, if I don't mind you, I don't mind you. If I close my head on you, I'll just, I'll not mind you. But if I want to mind you, oh my God, it's so sweet. What am I saying? I am saying that, dear sisters, if a guy doesn't like you, if you like, go and bury yourself inside a coffee for the guy. You'll be there and will tell you, oh, I'm married next week. Because I know inside my heart, the day I will announce that I'm about to marry, my God. <laughs> Women from all branches. All branches. Some will cry, some will weep, some will wail. I have never told any human being on earth, none of my children, women, that I will marry anybody. Never. Never. In fact, one thing God tells me I'll find it difficult to do is to marry any of my daughters. If you are here, you are crashing, you will stop it. My eye is not there. If you like, seduce me. Drag me and let me sleep with you and even impregnate you. I'll never marry you. I am not that kind of pastor that you can come up to say, he has a child with me and he didn't marry me and I will be bothered. That, that is me. You can't come and say that eh, I, she, he slept with me and didn't marry. I've not slept with any, anybody. I'm saying that the worst case scenario, you can't even use that to trick me. Me. I will marry somebody I love from my heart. That when I'm coming home, I'm very happy to see. That's the secret. Because the work of ministry is very difficult. You are going home and you are crying. No, no, it's serious. Learn from me. You are going home. You are a pastor. You are going home. No, you are going home. The work of ministry after laying hands and all of that. You are looking very distant. You go home. You have to see a woman that elates your heart. You, you get home and your wife is coming with a very broad smile. Everything is Perfect. Wow. wow. Yeah. I say, baby, come and rest in the bosom of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. This head here. You don't know the wickedness inside this head. I'm telling you. So I'm saying that to every this thing. All the ladies. If a guy does not like you and you throw yourself to that guy, he will chop you. And when he chops you, that's all. A guy can test you as a lady. I love you. I want to see you. I've been dreaming about you. Even yesterday, I saw us were tearing flowers. Obwa, Opa, Kore. 
No, all the guys who have done that. Now I know you are born again, but who did that before you came to Christ? Can, you, can I see your hand? Uh-huh, you see? So we have examples here. So guys are like that. I said, I don't know. This guy that I met, oh, this guy tells me stories and then he tells me nice things. Oh my God. Oh my God. Be saying God with a jump. Very easy. Oh my God. So don't be a bad example of sexual immorality in the church. Hallelujah. It's only when you see ladies that you begin to lick your, your mouth. As if you are calling, you are calling a hen. Hello, okay, minister. Minister, what are you looking for in this world? There are guys when they are talking to ladies, one eye is closed, one eye is open. Hey. They, they, they close this and then they open it. One day you become like. When you open your eye and your eye will become diverted. What's all of this? Right now, you see the boys, the boys here, when they are taking, when they are taking pictures, when they are taking video, you see like, they are taking a, is it selfie video or something like that? When Jimmy said, a talk, 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 and no, 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 or when you're about to pick, take a picture, you say, oh, hold on, hold on. Oh. Are you okay? Just take your body. Just go and then. You're there. Praise the Lord. All right, we got to close, man. Church has been awesome, right? He says, it's reported commonly that there's fornication among you. And such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles. That one should have his father's wife. And you are puffed up. And you have not rather mourned. That he that had done this might be taken away from you. I verily as absent in the body but present in spirit. Have judged already as though I were present concerning him that has done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus, when you are gathered together in my spirit with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Deliver such a person to Satan. Paul said we should deliver all the people in the church to Satan who are sleeping with people. So please, I want to echo this again. If there's any brother in the church that we didn't say that, eh, even the man of God said, if any brother who always is telling, oh, one day when I was walking with the man of God and when I was talking, they just want you to know that they have a rapport with the man of God so they are also anointed. They are not anointed. I'm teaching them. They are not anointed yet. I know boys who are sending all kinds of messages. If you're a lady, you have received some of the messages, just wave small. Just, just wave small like this. You see, hey, Miriam, you have received some of that. See, see, Miriam's waving is deep. Fa- my father, my father, anyone sending Miriam message as I clap and pray. 
tender. Don't, uh, listen, don't do that. If you really seriously are in love and you have seen a sister and you like the sister, the right thing to do is boldly walk to your pastor. If it is not sin that you want to sin, if it's not foolishness that you want to fool, you, quick, you quietly walk to your pastor and say, Daddy, I'll say, yes, my son. So, oh, I have seen this particular flower. Yes. I want to teach. Then I'll say, who is the flower? Then you mention that, say, ah, this flower is a dangerous flower. Because I, all the girls here, I know them all. Some of them are not ready for marriage at all. Some of them are coming to church and they are doing all the makeup and they are doing it. When you go to their home, they have backlog of dirty clothes there. They don't even have time to wash it. I'm telling you. So you be there and follow beauty and we're married. The way you cry. Or you just see that brother comes to hold microphone. And say, oh God, this is my speck. I want a prayerful man. Don't worry. Follow that prayer. When you go to the room, you know that there's a human being. And there is a being human. Don't do that. So when you go to your pastor, your pastor can give you the right counsel. Because if you come, if a, a guy and you come to tell me that you like someone, the first question, how much do you have in your account? That's the first question. Because a poor man has no business around love. You don't have any business around love. So I ask you, how much do you have in your account? Number two. What purpose is on your eye? Where are you going in life? For me, if I have not seen clear-cut diary as somebody, it's not like we are all doing ministry. So they ask you like that, that foolish thing that young boys are doing these days. I'm into ministry. I'm into ministry. Is are you working? So oh, no, I'm doing the work of God. I'm into ministry. You are into ministry. So what do you do in church? We are those who follow the man of God. If, if, if I tear you slap, if I tear, if I tear you slap, your eye go clear. So you just, you have to know your purpose for life, what you are doing. That particular thing that you say God has called you to, how are you, do you understand? Because if you can't put yourself in order, if you alone, you are too much for yourself, you can't go and bring somebody's daughter. You have to learn how to go and you have to go and learn how to cook. Learn how to be a gentleman. And then finally, let's see how you are going to take care of the woman. Rubbish. Unity. As what told him. Sorry. Told him. Did you understand? Awake. Don't be falling. Listen, see, that is how come 
we set ourselves for a lot of bruises that are not needed. A lot of bruises. So one person, you have about four X's. And that X's, all of them broke a part of your heart. So as we are talking, left ventricle is dead. Right ventricle is dead. The one at the top is called uh, the, your, your, atom is, your atrium is dead. Your artic, articulus is dead. Your melanies are dead. So you see, by the time, listen, by the time you get somebody who genuinely loves you, you now find it difficult to love the person. You can't love the person again. The person genuinely loves you. Now you can't reciprocate. Then you begin to let the person suffer in the relationship. Because first guy broke your heart by cheating. Second guy broke your heart by, telling you, by not telling you the truth. Third guy broke your heart by not giving you money. Fourth guy broke your heart by leaving you to go and marry somebody who had money. Now you, you, you get a guy who is telling you the truth. You compare him to the one who was not telling you the truth. All of that. And you can't love the person. You simply, so you see a lady can say, I can't, I can't trust human beings. No, nobody has, it's not human beings. You are the one. You have made your heart insensitive. Young man. The moment you, it came inside your mind that you like somebody, it just comes out of your mouth. You are just thinking about Rabbi. No, you just, Rabbi, I like you. Wait. <laughs> Did you understand? So you not think. Then finally, you have gone to propose. The person has said, okay. The, the person begins to show you shege. You begin to see shege. Oko, I suppose the Lord said. Nyamia came. Brothers, are you here with me? Don't go with the Lord said. Even if the Lord says, don't go with the Lord said. I have never done that. Don't go the left. The Lord has not said anything. When they begin to open all the maggots, and you have said the Lord said, <laughs> you eat it too. <laughs> Listen, relax. Twenty-three-year-old boy, you have you don't even know the direction of your life. Right now, it's right now that you have believed in Jesus and you are actually trying, striving to read the Bible and all of that. You want to add, why didn't you call me? Where have you been? I tried your number. Then you have to, you go explain tire. <laughs> 22 old year boy. 18. 18 already. You are catching love. Leave it. Leave it. Don't catch it. See, that's all of you. You have books to read. Your, your academic cry is not going well. You want to add relationships. That's the last week. I'm telling you. 
One day you go and get somebody. The person's face will be like a ghost. Finally. You can't, you can't do anything about it. Don't be a bad example in the church. I wanted to add, let me just add last one. One minute, I'm done. Just like that and then let's close. Hallelujah. Let's go to Numbers. I think um, somewhere 16. Let's begin from one. Now Korah, the son of Ixah, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi and Dathan, and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and on and on, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. Say they took men. And they rose up before Moses with setting of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron and said unto you, take too much upon you. Seeing all the congregations are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourself above the congregation of the Lord. And when Moses heard it, he fell upon his face. And he spake unto Korah and unto all his company, saying, Even tomorrow the Lord will show who are his and blah, 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 blah. We don't have time because of the time. I wanted to talk to you, but I will not go deep into it. So these brothers in the church, Korah, Data, hallelujah, inside the church, they became a gang. Gang up in the church. You get into a church and you have some people gang up. 10, 15, 20, 2, 3. Gang up. And they gang up against the leadership of Moses. Praise the Lord. And when you read, I say, they, 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 two, how many? 250 people. Men of renown. And then they rebel against Moses. So in the church, we have bad examples of people who don't listen to authority in the church, who don't regard authority in the church. They don't regard their pastors. They don't regard their leaders. They don't regard anything in the church. Praise the name of the Lord. Come on. Or you say this is Old Testament. The Bible actually uses them in the New Testament. He talks about them. But we don't have time. I have to close. Two minutes. I'm done. Don't be part of the people who form associations in the church which are not legalized by the pastor or the church leadership. In fact, run away from every brother, every sister who has seemingly rebellious spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, have you heard? <laughs> you see, I don't understand these days. So the way the man of God does things is serious. Datan is coming. It's called the Datanic spirit. People who don't respect and honor church leadership. You see, one of the sins God cannot forgive, even after Jesus had died, is people who rebelled against his instituted authorities. I'm telling you, one of the things God abhors, and listen, when I studied these things, I studied this years ago, I made up my mind, 
I will never get into the way of anybody that is called a man of God or anybody that is a leader in a church. Because you see, the Bible talks about even the secular authorities. The Bible says treat them as though God has instituted them there. Anybody who rebels against any authority, secular authority, rebels against God. Of course, I mean, when they are when, when, when you rebel against them, against the will of God, I mean, I mean, against the will of God, that's it. You can't tell us to not go to church again and we will not rebel. That rebellion, God is, God is even the ringleader. Praise the Lord. So how much more the leadership God places in the church? Anybody that has no regard I want to say this again. Anybody that has no regard for the leadership God institutes is already a rebel. The person doesn't have to carry a gun. Are we together in this place? Is already a rebel. So in the church too, we have brothers and sisters like that. Hallelujah. And don't follow such examples. Don't become those people. Listen, Mo, this brother said, Moses sent for them and they said, go and tell Moses will not come. Don't be such person. Don't be a bad example in the local church. People who, I mean, there are people who always instigate people to think on the wrong lines. They instigate people. They say things that causes the mind of people to think on the wrong lines. Don't be like that. There are people who always, I mean, there's, there's calm in the church. There's calm in the church. Then the person will come. Have you heard about what Rabbi said to Miriam? What did Rabbi say? Then the person will begin to give details. And when the man of God heard it, the man of God supported Rabbi. You, you should be there and see how Miriam was crying. It will never be well with you. It is not as though maybe what you are saying is not true. It may be true, but it will not be well with you because you are instigating hatred in the body of Christ. You are instigating hatred. In, listen, one of the things to not joke with is the body of Christ. It took the blood of God. It took the life of God to bring it into being. So if you are doing anything with it, anything with it, that is not scripturally aligned. God, God can, I won't say God won't, God cannot spare you. No, Think about when God, when Jesus met Paul. He says, why are you persecuting me? Paul never had met Jesus. He said, why are you persecuting me? Why? So anything about the church is about the Lord. The very moment you become a bad example in the church, you become a contender against God. When you disrespect me, you've not disrespected anybody. You have disrespected God. 
when you don't honor the leadership placed in the church, you have dishonored God. See, look, if a man claims to be spiritual, Paul says, he says, if anybody claims to be spiritual, let him take the words I am telling you as the words of God. It means that anybody that is truly spiritual will see the word of his pastor, leader, or leaders in the church as instructions from the almighty God. You will never hear God from anywhere telling you, listen to what your pastor is telling you. Huh? So Paul says that if you really are spiritual, if you really love God, if you really claim you are spiritual, then the words I'm telling you, take it as the words of God. Hallelujah. So a man's spirituality is attested by his ability to respond aright to the leadership of his church. We are together in this place, right? Don't follow anybody who claims to be spiritual and does not respect church authority. Don't follow that person. The person's end is already, is already described. The person can be in the church. The person can be a leader. The person can be a singer. The person can be whatever. The person can be a, a common floor member or whatever in the church. The moment, the, I said one day I was watching and somebody was saying something and the pastor was calling life. And the person said, oh, me the jammy. I mentioned the name of it. I'll not mention the pastor's name. Said, Stop. I, no matter what you say, I'll say it. Our generation is used to desecrating what God has made holy. And that is our problem. One of the mysteries for long life, for long life, is what? Huh? Honoring your father and your mother. Do you see that? So anything that is parent in your life that is not honored, he says, honor that your days may be long. We are together in this place, right? Whenever you lose honor for anything parent in your life, whatever it is, it does not have long life. It means that durability is a product of honor to parent. One of the main reasons why this generation, we die very young, is that we don't honor fathers, we don't honor mothers, we don't honor parents. It's as simple as that. Praise the Lord. It says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long on the earth which the Lord has given you. So if you don't, your days are short. So inside the local church, don't be a brother or a sister that constantly bring yourself and rally people to disobey, rally people to rebel. I'm telling you, it will not be well with you. So don't become like Dayton. Don't become like Dayton and Co. In fact, if you continue to read, you will find out their end. They died. The earth opened and they were swallowed. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says these things are written for us. That through them we will learn. It's written for our learning. And you see, let me give you a challenge as I close. 
Read from Genesis to Revelation. Anybody that disregarded authority over his or her life. And that authority, let me, let me put a disclaimer. And that authority was God instituted. That's not going anywhere. So don't be a Christian in this church. Don't be, don't be a member of this church. And be a bad example in the church. We say we are washing fan. We say no, you want to wash the carpet. Pastor says today we are doing this. That is the time you got revelation from the Lord to do the otherwise. You know what's happening to you? You have the spirit of a rebel. You are a rebel. Let me finish. 1 Corinthians 11. Read from chapter 11, verse 30. One, two, go. No, 30 and 31, sorry. For this cause, uh huh, many are weak and sickly among you, and many die. For if we will judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are disciplined of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. Hallelujah. The apostle talking in terms of the regulations put there for the table of the Lord, which they have turned into communion. But it wasn't communion. It's like a solid dinner, food that you eat that you are okay. Yeah. You come to church, you eat, and you're okay. But he says that some of them were not following the apostolic order for it. And that caused some of them to be weak, sick, and dead in the New Testament. Brother, no, you know what? The things of the spirit must be treated spiritually. We're together in this place. Say for this cause, for this reason. It means it's not the it's not it's not the will of God, but the repercussions of those actions are weakness, sickness, and death. We are together. So Paul says that if we judge ourselves, what's the meaning of judge? If we I think easy English or something. He says, if we think carefully of ourselves, it means if we examine ourselves well, we will not be condemned. Do you understand? So anything that you are doing in a local church, what do you have to do? Examine yourself. Is this, is this right? Is this okay? Is this from the right heart? Is this from the right motive? Are we together in this place? Yeah. Don't be a bad example in the local church. I don't have time. So I have five things to say. The other one is, the, the other one is lateness. The other one is estrangement. Being strange in the church. When we look at you, it's like, You can be in a church where everybody is laughing. One person is quietly sitting down. 
And so such people, you will never know what is in their head. Like you look at you look at the church, you can find, you can pick somebody who is very odd. It's like this person does not carry the spirit of the house. God has not made you different. Mm-mm, you are rebel. Praise the name of the Lord. See me, I don't like to laugh like that. I don't. It's called, it's called a spirit of estrangement. Like you become, you become detached. You become detached. I mean, that's the way they are, you know, the way they are. When anybody is talking like that, the person is suffering from a spirit. When you belong to a church and somebody begins to refer to them and does not include himself, the person is a strange person. If you have any brother, any sister, any friend who will be like, maybe, as for these people, and you ask which people, is it not our church? How did you get these people and you are part of the church? You carry a strange spirit. All these things are in the Bible. I would have shown you from the scriptures. Like a straight, like always you are different. Always you are different. They may not openly say they have issues with somebody, but when you hear their deep conversations, they always depart themselves from the main assembly. And that was the daytime thing. When the congregation gathered, they were not there. Go and bring them. They said, we'll not come. See, there's nothing that we are doing today. That's not in the Bible. You can know the end of your actions. Just look into the Bible. You'll find it. It's already there. It won't fail. It will not fail. There's nothing. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So if anyone was seated here, constantly talks to you like, those people in the church, those people in the church, it's not like, oh, our church, we, we actually have this issue in our church. That one is bad. But it's not as bad as the one that would say, hmm, like, those people in the church, the way they, 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 they depart themselves. I said it. The way the church was going, I said it. The way they are running the church. Estrangement. Just leave them. Leave, leave the leaders. That's how they are. Estrangement. Leave the members of it. That's how they are. Estrangement. And that spirit, eh? The word of God cannot even help you. I'm telling the person can hear grace. God can decide to even take the gene out. The person will hear race. And God said, let me even take the R out so that it will be shorter. The person can hear ace. And God will even take the A out. The person can hear C. God will say, let me take the C out. The person can hear E. God let me take the E out. Even that, you want to help. It takes personal examination to fight it. Maybe all of us, we are gathered together. So, okay, and what should we do? Um, let's eat together. The person can eat. Let's go and play football together. The person won't play. We're all going for evangelism. You see the person doing his own evangelism somewhere. That is the spirit of... It's a, it's a strange spirit. 
And you see, the Bible gave instruction to leaders when they find that. He says, notice those who cause division among you and take them out. Take them out. It's very important. So the moment you begin to cultivate that spirit, you are already getting yourself to get out of the church. Me, if I catch you, you go. I'll tell you simple. My sister, my brother, leave the church. Because it's a naughty spirit. Hallelujah. For example, I mean, oh, you come to church, everybody's laughing. Oh, how are you doing, brother? I... <laughs> like, I say, I say, baby, shell soap. And always when you see those people, as almost, it's like they are under a certain unnecessary pressure. All these things are right there in the word of God. Praise the name of the Lord. And those who treat the church with contempt, they don't regard the church. And lastly, people who don't show up for church meetings. That, those are the things I would have told you. But we were able to do too. Those who don't show up for church meetings. Those who abandon the assembly to get the, the gathering together of the brethren. All those things, eh? It's not because you are busy, you are looking for money. It's not because of that. You have a stupid spirit, stubborn spirit, a useless spirit. Praise the Lord. Tell somebody, don't be a bad example in the church. I have in me the bird.